Hey everyone, and welcome to 121 in Flux. I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about movies, because that's what we usually talk about, but specifically, we are going to be talking about The Fifth Element, because obviously, look, Besson's new film, Valerian's out right now, uh, and we've not quite made it to that yet, um, but we thought it'd be worth going back into uh, one of his past films, one of his more, more favourites, um, one that I... Uh, seen when it first came out. I saw it, I saw it in the movies uh, way back in 1997, which was when it was released. Uh, so a bit of nostalgia there for me. Uh, Connor, on the other hand, had never seen this. I had not, no. We will start spoiler-free, just in case anyone hasn't seen it. And we'll probably keep that brief, though, because I feel like it's not the sort of movie that... Like, it's not the sort of movie you can spoil too much of. But that said, we'll do a little spoiler-free section just to give you a sort of sense of our, our impressions. And, you know, it's my first time watching it in a few years, and uh, like you know, does it hold up? Does it age well? That kind of thing. Um, so yeah, what what is the fifth element? The fifth element is a science fiction film, uh, as I said, by Luc Besson. It is a kind of colourful science fiction film. It is an action adventure. Uh, you've got a very sort of over the top generic plot about uh, saving the world. Like this dark force is coming to destroy the planet. Uh, and in order to save it, we have to collect these four magical stones, and the which are four elements, and then the f- magical fifth element, which is a person, and we have to get them all into this sacred location, and that, that'll take care of the problem. But of course, there's, there's villains trying to steal the stones, there's all sorts of things going on. Uh, set 200 years in the future, where we've got flying cars, the cities have been just building up and up and up, so they're like above the clouds, and... We've got all that kind of thing going on. Uh, Bruce Willis is in it. He plays kind of the main hero, Corbin Dallas. you got Mila Jovovich. And I think this was her first big role. I don't know if she did that, done anything before. I, I can't think of anything she did before this. I could could be wrong. but Nothing uh, springs to mind. She, she plays Lilu, who is the fifth element in the story. you also got Ian Holm in there. you got Gary Oldman as the villain's org. Uh, so you get quite an impressive cast. Uh, even some notable sort of character actors who uh, sprinkle through it. you get Chris Tucker, obviously, but... Uh, Luke Perry's in a small role. Uh, Brian James is uh, in the movie. Who you may not know him uh, by name, most people, but he's uh, he's shown up in a lot of like cult stuff and like it uh, was he was in an episode of Tales from the Crypt that me and Tim did, and he was in uh, a horror movie called The Horror Show, aka House Three, uh, for 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 deep cut fans. Uh, he's got a very distinct face, though. So he's the general in this. Uh, it looks a little bit different because he's got, he's got yeah, a goatee. Yeah. Okay. But he's, he's been uh, I know I've seen him around because I was like, okay, I don't know who you're on about because I haven't seen those yeah. things. And then you said the general. I was like, yeah, I've definitely seen him in a, a lot of things Honestly, over, the, over the years. Joe, so what's funny about this? This is like one of the only times I can think of where he's not a villain. He always plays a creepy villainous guy, whereas here he's actually. Yeah. He's not. Uh, fine enough, you put on a hat, you got, got a goatee. He's yeah. suddenly not, not as threatening as he usually is, but. Um, but no, so it's nice to see him. He's got, got, got good. Good actress throughout the movie. Uh, so that's that's kind of it. That's that's the movie. So, Connor, you've not seen this before, so I'll ask the question, as I always do, did you enjoy The Fifth Element? Not particularly. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, I, like, is... oh. I, I really struggled to get into it. Like, mm. I, I don't know. It, was, it wasn't one for... Like, I think it looks pretty good. Like Technically, I think it's fantastic. Very colourful. Very bright. Yeah, and, you know, effects all look great. Some of the CGs obviously dated a little bit. Sure, but, but you know most of it. Most of it looks, at least when it's, at least when it's dated in terms of how good it looks, the design of it's really nice. If that makes sense. Right. I, yeah. I, I I don't mind it looking a bit dated because obviously that's just you know what it was at the time. But, but I mean, in, in terms of what it's doing, it looks good. Still a lot of practical effects. Though. So it's a, that's weird time is, period yeah. where like okay, this needs CG, so we'll use CG, but. We're still going it's to have, not everything's going to be CG. Yeah, we're, yeah. Still, we're still going to have the aliens in suits and makeup and all that kind of thing. Yeah, all that stuff looks great. Hmm. But I don't know. I, I mean, about halfway, I started getting into a bit more. Uh, typically, once once the two, you know, Corbin and Lulu started actually interacting, hmm. that, 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 that was probably the highlight for me. Those two together. That's that's fair. Um, Honestly, I was kind of half expect. I mean, I wasn't sure how you were going to feel, but I was. I knew it was a possibility you were going to come out of this one not being that impressed. This is, this is one where it's hard to separate some of the nostalgia for me. That said, I feel like most people who did see it when it came out probably do love it. Well, that's the thing. I've I've heard a lot of good things over the years. So I think I was expecting a bit more. I was expecting to. I, I assumed I would like it. I, I had no reason that I'd think I wouldn't. I think I think what se- separates it for me is that it, it's this obviously it's, it's a proper sci-fi movie. It's you know spaceships, space, yeah. aliens, all this stuff going on. 
what what I think I like about it is it is this brighter, more it's got a little sense of humour to it. There's little comedy moments. It's not afraid to do a little you know, jingle in the, the score to like accent the comedy that's going on and there's stuff like that. It, 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 honestly, it's kind of, for me, the the perfect popcorn movie. I get that. And I think the, the second half I did have more fun with. You know, once stuff got going, you know, there was a once lot... Once you get of, to the ship of, and all that, yeah. Yeah, like, there onwards I had a lot more fun. But that first, you know, 45, 50 minutes or so, whatever it is, I kind of found myself bored a few times. That's a shame. That's a shame. I, uh, I did not, and I, I don't know if that's maybe maybe it'd work better in repeat viewings once you kind of know what it is. Maybe you didn't know. Yeah, you, it could you, be. You feel weird not knowing where it's going. I feel like you mentioned it's you know very simple and over the top plot, hmm. uh, and it is. And I feel like once it gets into the second half and it gets to the fun stuff, that's fine. But in that opening bit, I was just I wanted a bit more. I, it's funny actually. I kind of. Watching it now again, like after a few years, it was kind of like, yeah, this kind of feels like the plot to like a lot of RPGs. Like, I, I feel like almost any RPG could take this plot and, like, yeah, pretty much. It's obviously a lot goofier, but I could see this being a Mass Effect plot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and there's obviously some similarities because you've got alien species and you've got all these, all these kind of things. You know, the aliens in this, the monster guys, uh, aren't a million miles away from like a, a Krogan. <laughs> they're not no, I mean they look different even. but just in the sense that they're kind of monstrous they're bulky and yeah. kind of angry all the time <laughs> like you know, it's, it's kind of kind of similar there's, there's some parallels yeah. to draw there uh, I like a lot I just, I just got a lot of heart obviously the cast is very good uh, Bruce yeah. Willis this is this is before the, the days of him just phoning in half of his roles uh, he's very charismatic as is Lilu, who's very sweet she's very much the heart of the movie she's very innocent and you, you kind of root for her Largely because of that, uh, the one obviously Gary Oldman's good as the villain. He's, again, it's a very over the top cartoon performance. Yeah, it's a strange role for him. Yeah, you're not used to seeing Gary Oldman. This Here, here's a here's a funny tidbit about uh, his relationship to Corbin Dallas in the movie. Right, two unique things about this relationship. One, they never actually meet in the entire. No, film. The hero I, and the I villain noticed that. Never actually meet, and not only that, the hero never even knows that the villain exists. Yeah. Which, if you told me that out of context and I hadn't seen the movie, I'd be like, surely that's a problem. Surely that doesn't work. But honestly, no, it, it, it's, it doesn't. No, that's it's not fine. one of my problems with yeah. it. It's, it's actually fine. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, because it was, you know, it got to a point where I realised, okay, I remembered what was going to happen to certain characters. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah, they, they, they never actually meet. That's hmm, weird. Uh, yeah, I think you're always expecting a confrontation down the line. And I think the reason why it works is because everyone's focused on getting these stones and either for the reason to save the world or to steal them for their own gain and like is they're all darting about for that mm. it doesn't matter like and i think the movie has a heart to it because i mean it's all i mean arguably it's maybe a little bit too much heart like it's maybe a little bit sappy uh towards the end but it's got a nice little message and it uh like it's very heartwarming and i i kind of appreciate it and it, I, I do feel the european influences and in some of the style that's going into it certainly how it looks and some of the uh just just uh like i, I think besson He's hit and miss. I, I don't like. This is my favorite of his films. I also like Leon. Uh, Lucy is a very frustrating film for me because I like the first twenty to thirty minutes. I think it's a great setup, and then it just nose dives into complete and utter garbage. It is depressing to watch that movie. Um, whereas here, I feel it's a nice balance where because the plot is so, that was the thing with Lucy. It went so high concept. It, it just got ridiculous. Whereas this. It's it's big and outlandish, but it's a very simple big and outlandish. It's very no 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 magic stones, part of the universe, save the world, done like easy. Yeah, uh, I like that. I like the action. I think it's. I think, I think, I think the characters are really exciting because you get introduced to them, and it takes a long time for the action to really kick in. And I mean, obviously, some fun car like flying car chases earlier on and stuff. Mm. But, like, you don't see, like, Corbin, it's hinted that he used to be in the military and he used to, like, he's got a reputation and, like, and you never really see any of it outside of him being, like, kind of tough to people. You know, at one point he's almost mugged and just yeah. the way he handles that, you can see what type of character he is. But it's not until, like, 90 minutes into the movie where he actually holds a gun. At, yeah, at least, uh, it, it gets at least shoots someone. Yeah. Oh, this is why it's Bruce Willis. Yeah, and it, all of a sudden it turns into Die Hard in space and that's when you start to, like. <laughs> that's when I started to have fun. That's when you start to get mailed direct because this is awesome. Uh, so, like, 
No, like a lot of fun stuff. Now the controversial, even people who like this movie, the the the, the point that of debate is Chris Tucker's character. Even people who like this movie often don't like his character. Is this fifty fifty? I love how he's he's a cross between Prince and Michael Jackson. <laughs> that that's that's what he is, and I think that is fantastic because I'm a sucker for that. I do think his introduction's a little bit annoying, right? I, I do think his introduction's a bit annoying. However, once the shit goes down and he's just like panicking and he's with Bruce Willis, I think all that. I think he's great. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. That, so. I, I, yeah, I, I I quite enjoyed him. Like I said, yeah. uh, oh, you get Lee Evans in a really small random role. Oh yeah, <laughs> just there. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Um, so no, uh, I like the action's fun. I think I, like, I actually quite like the score. Um, and you know what's funny about the score is, I think it gets better as it goes. Yeah. Like it's it's fine at the start, but I don't really notice it. But as the movie goes on, it introduces more themes. I'm like, yeah, this is actually. Like, I, I think you know that you kind of just kind of summed up the movie for me. Like it's it's fine at the start, but it's just it's just kind of there. And then and then it kind of gets better, and it's like, oh, okay, I'm actually quite liking this now. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, when I get towards the you know the, the back portion of it, I think that'll play better better for you in rewatches if you ever do watch it again, because you'll know where it's going, you'll you'll know what it's setting up, and you can appreciate some of the subtler character introductions. Like I actually really love, uh, you know, obviously the famous like screenshot that everyone always uses, the famous clip that everyone uses with this movie, is when Lulu jumps off the building, like she she falls into the the, the traffic. Mm. Um, and when she meets Bruce Willis's character uh, Corbin Dallas, I like all that stuff. Like their first meeting, it's kind of sweet. And she's trying to ask for help, and she's not quite getting the words out because she can't speak English yet. Uh, like I said, I did, I did like all their interactions. I think they're probably the the best part of the movie. You know, even, even like at that first. Bit. Yeah, I mean, I think he he obviously Bruce Willis obviously can be a leading man. He has the charisma to do that easily. Yeah. Um, and he's doing it. He's oozing it the second we introduced him. Uh, and I think she's the heart of the movie. And I think, yeah, them together. And then there's a good supporting cast around them to make things fun and goofy and silly, and it all kind of all kind of works. So, um, so I think we'll give a spoiler warning. I think we'll go into spoilers now, uh, so we can start talking about core details. Uh, so, full spoilers for Fifth Element from this point on. First thing, actually, uh, so the McDonald's product placement uh, in the film. I actually really like the first. Like, see when it's just the two cops at the, the drive-thru? Yeah, I uh, thought that was amusing. That was funny, because I, I like... Because as much as product placement can be distracting, it annoys me in movies when they don't just use a real thing. When they, they go out of their way to make up a brand or something. See, yeah, see, like, I liked it here, because it was like, of course McDonald's still exists. Look exactly. at the size of the damn thing and now. It, and it's also just the idea of like, having McDonald's that high up in the sky, and it's kind of funny, and it's like... That right. worked. When they crash into a McDonald's truck, like... You know, five minutes later, I thought, okay, that was too far. <laughs> I didn't need to see that part. Agreed. This truck could have been anything. You could have had anything in that truck. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's it. The, the the first one works because it, it made sense, whereas that one was just, ah, uh, stick a McDonald's logo on it. <laughs> uh, but, but good job. I mean, you know, so, sometimes product works because it it just feels natural in the scene and sometimes it feels a little bit forced. And seeing McDonald's again so quickly after the previous, especially since I don't think I've ever actually seen a truck with McDonald's logo, and I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, well, I haven't either. I don't think I have. I, I feel like I, 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 do they, I wonder if they don't mark their trucks. Maybe they don't. Like I, I don't think. I think a lot of companies don't. Why would they? No, I know because I, I heard that thing about IKEA, where they what? they what? intentionally don't because if people see a lot of their trucks, they might be like, "There's too much IKEA," so they intentionally leave them unmarked. I think I, I thought the reason would just be like, the less likely to be like robbed if no no because oh. it, it's because if people see like three IKEA trucks in a row people go people are buying too much IKEA furniture and might put them off having it as well even though everyone knows yes lots of people have IKEA furniture I mean obviously some companies do brand their trucks uh, yeah uh, but I feel like the majority don't actually when I think about how many actually do it's only a, I feel like. What probably happens is that a lot of these companies probably don't actually have their own service. They just just rent them out. They either yeah. rent them out or they'll, they'll pay a, just a courier service that works with them and they do all their transportation for them. And that's why it's not marked because it's just this you know truck company or this service yeah. that they use. Uh, but, hey, but whatever. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's not believable that in 200 years McDonald's will have their own truck service. I'm just it, it just it just didn't need to be there, did it? Yeah. 
Um, that's the interesting thing, obviously, is that the film starts 100 years ago. We get this sort of prologue scene that sets up the the, the thing. And uh, it's a little bit funny, you know, the whole Aziz light, and you know, then the ship, the lights turn on, and he's like, oh, thank you, Aziz, that's much better. Uh, you know, that's one of those lines I always remember about the movie. But uh, And you get these big, hulking, metal, clanking alien dudes coming out of the ship. Yeah, I and like right, that design. I like the design as well. Immediately, like, okay, this is this has got a unique look to it. There's a unique design element here because I feel like this is where you're seeing the European influence from uh, Besson as a as a filmmaker. Because yeah. I don't feel like any American movie would ever design these. That's it. Because you you just see the the edge of the ship at first, and it just looks like you know generic enough. Yeah. But then when when they step out, you see there, uh, it's 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 definitely unique and different and interesting and fully practical, which is. Yeah, yeah. Fact, like I say, it really holds up. So, as the uh, same with the, uh, the the more monster-like aliens, uh, I forget their name. Mag, Mag something, Maga, Magalari or something like that. Yeah, something it's like that. similar to that. Uh, they, they're not Krogans. Uh, they're completely practical, and I thought they're they're uh, like animation. They're, they're, they're you know the the vogue the mouth movement like mm. the, the the puppetry in the suit. I thought that looked really good. Uh, yeah, it does. Actually worked really well with the uh, the voicing, and I thought, oh man, this is really great. I feel like it's almost like if they ever remake this, these, these guys are going to be completely CG, and it'll be a shame because this actually looks really good. That's it. It, it holds up fantastically. Yeah. They look great, and the, the, like you say, if they make it CG, why? And the funny thing is, yeah, CG would look great now. I mean, I just seen more of the apes a couple of weeks. Ago. Like you know, CG has gotten to a point where yeah, that will look good. But you know, there's, there's an artistry in this with having a physical. Thing. Yeah, this this looked fantastic, and there's just there, there would be no need to make it CG. Exactly. So, um, no, 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 don't remake it. Basically, although you know, base point, don't remake. Right. <laughs> it's typically a good start. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 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 they look good. But so that's the whole plot and the idea that this is every five thousand years, and uh, you know, obviously. I guess the next time is three hundred years later because that's when we jump to. We jump and we have this big planet-looking thing that's this just concentrated evil, as a uh, Ian Holmes character puts it, because he's mm. the priest to set up this idea that there's this line of priests that have the information passed down through them to protect and preserve the key and help when the, the situation arises. They make sure they get to get the stones in the right place. They help the aliens. They help the fifth element and uh, possibly a hero character like Bruce Willis. So. Uh, they settled up, and that's Ian Holm, and uh, he's like, yeah, President, uh, no, the, 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 this thing's pure evil. Fire, fire and missiles are just going to make it stronger. It'll feed off the uh, the aggression, uh, and it, it does, and it kills things, and it sets up. Uh, what I thought was interesting is I'd completely forgotten that it does this thing when it gets close to someone, like its effects, uh, the effect it has on people is it makes them bleed from the head, and you see like blood pouring down their face. I thought, oh, man, this is really dark. Yeah. I, my, my one problem was, you know, after it stops, is that there's no sign of where the bleeding was from. There isn't. I, I mean, I'm. It, it looked cool. It only happens once more, actually. Um, what I think's funny between that and then the the occasional nudity later on is that this was this was not a highly rated movie when it came out. This was like, I don't even know if this was PG thirteen. It may have been. I mean, I, I would assume PG thirteen, just because you know there's there's some violence and stuff. You know, there's you know the shootout. Yeah, that, that typically is enough for a PG thirteen. You may be right. You may be right. Um, but I but, remember. It, I remember it being lowly rated, though. Um, but yeah, so so, and again, that even even that idea that it's not that highly rated, you know, in terms of like age, is again more European. That like, oh no, yeah. nudity's fine. Like whatever. Like <laughs> yeah, it's it's because it's not a big deal in the film, really. Well, no, it's just it makes sense that when she's, like, four... Because they, they regenerate... Because basically, like, the, the alien ship with the, the stones and her on it gets, like, blown up by the monster aliens and they, they get one survivor and it's just, like, a hand. It's like, oh, yeah, we can regenerate her from this. And it builds her, like, in a machine. And, uh, yeah, it makes sense she's naked to begin with. And then she's... Admittedly, I will criticise it a little bit. They could have put a bit more clothes on her initially. Like, because they, they, they put on these skimpy little... Bandages things, yeah. Yeah, and she's in that for a little while, and it's like, okay, this feels a bit more... Well, no, a bit European. More <laughs> well, European, but just gratuitous. Whereas, yeah. the day it first felt fine, because of course she's naked at first. Um, but then it was like, nah, these bandages, like her running I, around I, I this... guess that the point was to show that they don't really see her as a person, so they're not really clothing her properly. 
Oh, sure, the characters. I'm just thinking. Yeah, I, I guess that. No, I, I'm just assuming an mm. in-universe reason as to why. Yeah, but really, the reason is I just have the, the attractive lady in skin oh, yeah, for as long as possible. That, that, that fell with the reason, but uh, at least the, the, you know the diving off the build and the chase and all the rest of it uh, and meeting Corbin. Cor- and Corbin is a really fun character. Like right, right away, like, there's that great scene at the start when we're introduced to him and we, we get the idea that he's got a shitty little apartment where everything's like compact and like. Like things like share the same space, like the fridge goes down and the shower's there, and all mm. these various little ideas. Um, and this guy tries to mug him, like, he rings the door, and he's got this amazing hat on. He's got a hat where it's for the people, he's got a hat where it's like a photo of the, 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 the wall behind him, yeah, so that when he looks through the people, he just sees no one. Um, uh, and Again, this is one of these things that I remember a lot about this movie. There's a lot of key little lines because of the way the characters say them. And I vividly just remember him going, Give me the money! Money now! Money! Well, I, I get what you're saying. It's it's distinctive. Yeah, there's a few things like that. Uh, the big one that everyone always says is multi pass. Yeah. Multi pass. That's the one. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so, so, introduce the characters, they're all fun, and it. Yeah, I mean, I agree that the first like chunk of the movie is jumping around a lot of different things, introducing various. Yeah, elements. that's what it is. I was. I was really struggling to get into it because every time I started to, you know, it started to feel like okay, this is a strand to follow. It would go right, and here's something else. And it wasn't until everything starts converging that I was able to get a grasp on, and that was quite a while in. Yeah, I. Everything kind of converges because they all have. So it's introduced early on that. Uh, like Chris Tucker's character, he's running this contest. He's like a radio host DJ guy. He yeah. goes around with his mic and he does a does a show. Uh, he's got this contest to win this this trip on this luxurious like uh, you know ship that rotates around this luxurious planet. This this mm. tropical planet that's just beautiful and uh, whatever. So they set up early on the movie. Hear it on the radio, and then the military rig it so that Corbin will win it. Because they need time to go, because they know they need the stones to save the day, and it's the uh, the alien, like the, the the aliens gave it to this other alien that they trust to withhold it. This blue chick <laughs> that we we see later on. Again, we're gonna talk about Mass Effect comparisons, but we got got one, one little sorry there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so that they rigged that, and then everyone tries to get in in this. Here, the, the the only problem I have with all this setup to get to the ship, right? All of it makes sense from. Zord, who we're introduced to, then we see that he's evil. One small little touch, actually, I, I thought I think I forgot was that when they say, "Oh, we need to fire uh, five hundred thousand people from one of our companies, probably our cab companies," and they'll fire a million. And then later we see Corbin Dallas gets fired, and I'm like, "Oh, I never like yeah, I forgot, I'd forgotten it's, that it's, connected." He he worked for the villain. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, I like the idea that Chinese takeout is like a is an actual Chinese ship that comes flying. In. Oh, it's fantastic that it comes to you. Yeah, that's great. That's great. This, this just I, I need that. I like the idea that because everyone's up here, you can just open your window. Like people will come up to your like your window and you're in their flying car and like deliver things. Like you wouldn't have to go to a door. You just open the window. Oh, hi, Mister FedEx man. Give, give him a package. Yeah, this makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it's magical. It's great. Well, as long as you've got a window. I imagine some of these. Well, I mean, if they're like three long, say, you know, you got a middle one that hasn't got the windows. It's presu- you know, it's cheaper, presumably. I would imagine it's designed with this is the way life is now in mind. Yeah, where everyone does this like out there at the window. Uh, and it's funny because actually, when the, during the car chase, when Bruce Willis eventually says, "All right, let's try and lose them in the fog," and he goes down, and they go basically go under clouds, and I'm like. All right, okay, and I, I was, I was like, oh, maybe it's not clouds. Maybe the idea is, is that because everyone's so industrial, like there's actually just a cloud of shit yeah. <laughs> at the bottom, uh, and that's why it's like so dark down there, and like that's why everyone lives up top, but there's still stuff going on down there. Uh, that's the seedy underbelly of the world where all the, the gambling and prostitution are all hanging around. Uh, that's the, that's the interesting stuff. But uh, so all, all this up, yeah. But the monster characters, the monster uh, race. I'm not sure why how they know about the stones being on the ship. Everyone else makes sense because they're all listening to each other. Uh, you know, the military's listening on Corbin, and there's, uh, someone else is listening on them, and Zorg's yeah. listening, in, and they all find out various ways. Like, you can track it all except the monsters because the monsters, like Zorg, kills them or at least tries to kill them. He, he sets off a bomb, and they don't bring on the stones because they bring on an empty case. 
and uh, like I'm not sure how they know about it, but I'll forgive it because yeah, the, it's a good question though. The inclusion for the rest of the movie is nothing but fun, so I'm not going to complain. But the, the just it, could could have been better established. So you know, plot plot hole, I guess. Uh, but no, uh, so uh, a lot of fun stuff. Building up characters, building up uh, Ian Holm, like trying to like steal the tickets because he doesn't realize that. You know, he doesn't think he, like Corbin can do the mission. He, he's going to send his, his protege with her, uh, which isn't going to work out well. The military wants to send him with this other military person, and like everyone's, and that's that. Obviously, leads to where the movie really converges. It's when they all go to the the the, the port, I guess I'll call it, uh, for the, the the ship, the shuttle to go up to the the, the main ship, the destination, um, and there's this convergence where like four different characters come up to the ticket booth. Claiming to be Corbin Dallas because they want to get on the the ship. Yeah. You have the aliens in disguise. You got uh, the guy working for Zorg. Uh, you got you know you, you got the guy with Cornelius. The guy with Cornelius, and then you have obviously Corbin himself comes up and like beats yeah. him off. Uh, get lost, kid. Yeah, it was, it was just and obviously that's when we get the multi pass. We get all that stuff. So that's where everything converges, and then yeah, I think. That that's where it starts picking up for me. Is is kind of that point, and uh, you know, a little bit in the apartment before, where everyone's kind of converging there, and uh, and he's hiding people. He's hide, he hides the military people in the 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 freezer. Free, yeah, yeah, and then he hides Lilu in the shower. She gets wet. He hides uh, Cornelius in the bed, and we see from earlier on that whenever he, he slots the bed back in, he gets a kind of fresh bedding wrapped. Yeah, in it. so when he pulls it out, he's like, oh, he's like, he can't breathe. He's been suffocated. Uh, Still, it gets off lightly compared to the military. Oh yeah, they get frozen solid, and that's where the movie's a bit cartoony because it's like, well, because you see them later on in the fight, so it's, it's it just you know it plays yeah. fast and loose with it. It's not a big deal. It's just there for a joke, uh, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, because because he shut the door on them again when he left, but so, someone must have let them out. Mm. So, you know, could if he just left the door open, problem solved. Uh, no, I mean I'll agree. The second half of the movie stronger because it does like you get the mission. And everything starts coming together, and because we've introduced all the different players, seeing them all like it's like a, almost like a fantasy game of chess when they go on the ship and they're all doing different things. Like Corbin has to put up with Chris Tucker, and he they go to the, the opera thing, mm-hmm. uh, which you know the alien who's got the stones is the one singing in the opera, uh, and the, you know then we get Lilu hunting for things, and we have Zorg coming in, and like all this stuff going on uh, around the same time, and everything kind of kicks off, and it, yeah, yeah, all the action gets pretty fun. Uh, and like like I said earlier, Chris Tucker, as he's with Corbin, and all the shit goes down, and he's just like screaming. And there's that great. The first thing he does actually is Corbin, because he's right next to him, he makes him hold the gun on the alien's head while he's dealing with uh, the, the the dying blue chick, and he needs to get the, the stones yeah. out of her. He goes, uh, "What do I do with this?" He goes, uh, "If if he moves, pull the trigger." Yeah, and he's just panicking, and then he accidentally pulls the trigger. He's like, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, man, I'm sorry. It'll be okay. And he like, pats the alien in the head. Like, it's, 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 it's really funny. I, I like he is. I quite liked him. Yeah. And I like that he's broadcasting. This is the cool thing, is that he's still, everything he says is still being broadcast. And anyone near him has been picked up on his mic. So everyone, like the president on Earth and everyone else, they're hearing all this play out. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's pretty funny to watch. Because there's some good stuff where, uh, like, the, the the general it comes back to him and he's like oh don't worry my man will keep the situation contained he'll calm things down and it cuts back to Corbin and he's blowing shit up and he's like firing yeah, it's, guns it's and just, he's shooting at three of them yeah it's pretty good uh, yeah. 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 The, the, the negotiate moment when he walks in he's like you know I'll, I'll negotiate because I mean he says about he has a good reason for doing it because he goes in because he says oh this species will not fight without a leader if you take out the leader they'll just stop they'll, they'll yeah. see it they'll, they'll just rest arms that's it uh, but he just goes in and shoots him in the head. Uh, right past yeah, the and, the, and the other guy is like, where did he learn to negotiate like that? Hi, Lee Evans is shitting himself in the, yeah. in the corridor. Uh, meanwhile, of course, uh, Zorg is blasting away at Miljovovic after she's like taken out a bunch of a bunch of alien stooges, and he thinks he's got the stones. And fair enough, Karma comes back to bite him because he, you know, he he was so mean to the aliens about bringing back the empty box. Like you know, that's where it's going. When he he sets up a bomb, he leaves. He goes on in his ship. And then, like, he opens a case, and I love Gary Oldman's, like, laugh as he, like, opens yeah, it. Yeah, the, the, the laughing realisation that he's like, well, this was, uh, this was shit. Yeah, and of course, by this time, like, everyone on the ship, like, they're, they're, they're all recuperating. And actually, I love the moment where uh, Chris Tucker finds the bomb on the door. Yeah. He's like, what, what was this? What, what the numbers? What's this? 
What's this? Yeah. And then Ian Holmes yeah. like, so, 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 no, it can't be a bomb because these these ships all have bomb detectors. If there was a bomb, we'd know about it. There'd be alarms going off. Trigger the alarm. Now, don't get me wrong. Why did it take? It was a twenty minute timer. Why did it take uh, until know, five minutes? I know, right. I know, but you, I I can excuse things like that for comedic timing. Yeah, that, that's purely it. Like, because they didn't have to have the, the the ship has a detector. They could have just played this as they find the bomb, they they hit an alarm themselves, and the alarm goes off. They could have done that, but that was yeah. not funny. This no, was exactly. funny. And uh, <laughs> uh, that, that's uh, you, like you say, you question the logic as really, you know, it's had fifteen minutes, but but the comedy beat isn't there otherwise. So just go with it. Yeah, so I made it funny. And obviously they'll evacuate. They end up taking Zorg's ship. Zorg comes back, because obviously he wants the stones. And we know he wants... That's actually a good point. He wants the stones because this dark entity, that this planet, is actually talking to him. It's communicating with him via phone <laughs> and yeah. asking him to do it. Uh, and it makes him bleed a little bit, but he's like, no, you will bring me these stones or else. So that's why he's Pretty doing much. things. Um if anything, if I was, if I wanted anything more of the movie, and maybe be a bit more development with that, like this beast, this monstrous yeah, that planet, and then the ending him. for me kind of falls flat again. Well, we're we're just uh, yeah, just just, just getting into that. So we've had the big action stuff, we've had the big action scenes in the ship, and all all that's all that's a blast. There's a lot of witty one-liners, a lot of fun moments, uh, like yeah, you know, particularly the uh, like when he puts the bomb under the floor for the aliens. And Chris Tucker's freaking out. Is that a bomb? So just count to ten. He's counting, and like the whole thing. It's just, yeah. it's very well orchestrated chaos. I think Luke Besson's a very good action director. He knows how to set the scene. I, feel, I always understood the geography of where everyone was, and things yeah, made right. sense. And there's some great choreography as well in the one-on-one stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah there is because Emiliovich is doing some hand-to-hand combat, and even uh, some stunt work. Which uh, even on even in HD, even on the Blu-ray, I couldn't quite. Like I knew it had to be a stunt double, but it wasn't sticking out that it was a stunt double when you know when yeah, Corbin is jumping from the balcony. Right, and stuff. that's it, isn't it? it? It was done well enough that you couldn't really spot it. Yeah, and he was being quite smart because his his arm kind of went in front of his face like that, and I thought, oh, yeah. that's quite smart. You're actually not only are you doing the stunt, you're making it harder to see your face, which is good. So yeah, yeah. you gotta appreciate that, haven't you? Yeah, appreciate a bit of hiding because uh, as much as as much as Terminator Two is a goddamn masterpiece. Some of that stunt double stuff on the bike is so obvious. It is That's ridiculous. it. When it's too obvious, it can take you out. And and sometimes you forgive it a bit because you're like, okay, this was you know this was assumed it would be seen in you know whatever definition, and and now it's just so much clearer and more obvious. But that Terminator two stunt double was obvious. That, VHS. Yeah, that that one is yeah inexcusable. But it, it, it's kind of just some of them you excuse. Yeah, but and I think if you could have spotted it a bit, you would have excused this one. Oh yeah, if the if the scene's fun, if it's well directed, if it's exciting, if I care about what's going on, and I and I did, I, th- I think what this movie does really well is by the time the action goes down, I care about Corbin and I especially care about Lilo. Like the whole thing's to save the world, and I don't necessarily care about the world per se, but I care about her, and she's constantly in danger, and then she's like she's important, and then this is at the point in the movie when once they're on the trip, and because she's went through this fight and she's almost been killed, she starts doing more research and she types war into the into yeah. the super Google computer from the future uh, and just sees, like, you know, the history of war and everything we've done to each other. And this is, like, hard for her to bear. And it's like... And obviously, you can't see where the movie's going because I think uh, the blue chick says, oh, you, you must give her love or something like that, she says. Yeah. And they get they get back to the, uh, the, you know, the sacred place. Uh, and... I, I, just, I just want to point out... At this point, there's uh-huh. a giant fireball headed for Earth, and it's like, oh, we've got two hours till that gets here, and we're all wiped out. Mm-hmm. And then I, I never felt the weight of that. I don't understand why it was there, other than to add a clock, but I yeah. don't know. It, it didn't work for me at all. I've never really thought about it. You're, you're kind of right. Because I... it, it it's introduced as they're going towards the temple anyway. You're, you're right, yeah, because before that... Because it just starts to accelerate, yeah, because before it's just slowly moving. Yeah. Um, I guess the way to do that would have been just to have it slowly getting there the other whole time, but it just had to... It'd be close by that point. Right, but then all of a sudden it was just like, oh, it's coming now. We've got... you got two hours. And... I, I think the problem with that is it begs the question, why wasn't it just moving that speed before? Like, I get that it's worried that it makes, they might stop them, but if it can move this fast anyway... Then... Why, why not just do that the whole time, yeah. Although... I'll give you an argument. I'm not. I'm thinking about it. Go on. What if it coincides? Because it actually does coincide with Lilo losing faith in humanity. What if her 
losing that because she's connected to all this because it's all part of one big prophecy and all the rest of it and they're all kind of part of the same thing like what if her losing faith in humanity gives it more strength I guess oh, that works but, for me I'm, 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 I'm sticking to honestly that. even from outside of a plot so just from a structure like okay. the, in the way it's treated it's just all it's just it goes oh earth's going to be destroyed we've got a clock but it never feels like there's any tension from it because it's just there I agree. Um, the ending mostly works for me still, though. Not because there's tension from the, the, the clock. Just because I care about what's happening with the characters. Like, um, I, I never... Like, yeah, it cuts to the present and stuff, and they're all kind of shitting themselves, and it's like, I agree, you don't really feel the weight of this, this thing happening. Um, but I do... Everything in the temple, though. Everything with them doing stuff, like, I, I enjoy all that. And all, all of it works for me on that side of things. Most of it works for me. I, I think the reason why I say that is because, or the reason why I feel that way, is because the, the movie does this really great thing where it sort of balances its more serious ideas with a more, you know, bubblegum kind of yeah. light-hearted tone. Uh, so, so that the threat not being like super, like you know, hard-hitting. Like, oh my, I'm actually feeling tension from this. I don't think I ever felt tension throughout the movie. It was more. Yeah, I, I guess I just don't. I don't understand why it was there. It didn't add anything at all. I, I just... I feel like it would have been probably better if if that hadn't been there. I don't know. Like, I feel like the, them rushing to finish, like, try to figure things out on a clock, kind of does add something to that scene. Like, I don't know how that would play if you took that away and it was just kind of, well, let's figure this out. But, I, but they would have been rushing anyway because she was dying. So they'd be like, we need to get this done. Okay, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Uh, it, it's doubled up for no reason. That's a fair uh, point. It doesn't more. bother me though. I, I, it really doesn't. It's just it's one of these things where I've seen this movie so many times and I've seen it from such a young yeah, age. That this just is just really the way it is. It. Yeah. yeah, it's just the way it is. And to think about it, the way it feels. Uh, weird. I, get, I get that. Yeah, I agree. There's not much weight to it, and like when it cuts to like you know the president and people on Earth and they're shitting themselves. So, like, I agree. There's not like, that much tension there. Yeah. Uh, and the scene itself with them trying to figure it out, I do feel. Enough, like I feel what, what it's supposed to portray. Mm. Um, so they get the stones out, and there's a whole funny thing where they're like, "Okay, so we need to match them up to the, the little podiums." Okay, then we need to open them. Do you know how to do that? Mm, no. So the, the, the stair and Lilo, like, I don't. It's just funny because what was it? I was eight when I seen this the first time, right? So I don't know if I figured it out since she said what she says. As an adult, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, I, I just as she said I was like, okay, so yeah. this this is easy. That's it. I can buy that they don't quite get that right away. I can buy that they're so frantic and they're no oh, sure. They're I rushed. don't have a yeah. problem with that. Um, but obviously, you know, the kid figures it out. He, he accidentally breathes on the the windstone and it's like, okay, right. So we need wine, we need water. And what I like is I think even as a kid, I said, wait, fire's harder to do though. Like, you need... yeah, yeah, that's it. I was like, okay, where are they getting the fire from? Because like, all the it... others you can you can get. Especially since, you know, they're in the desert, you know, it's, it sweats there for the water, earth, easiest of them all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, wind's pretty easy, to be fair. Okay, earth and wind are both pretty easy. Uh, wind's probably slightly easier just from the fact that you can just make it yourself, whereas the earth is pretty abundant, it's around. Yeah, it was definitely not a problem. Yeah, but then there's fire, and of course it has one match. They've got one match. Of, yeah, because of course. And, you know, it's this tense thing. But again, the movie's so popcorn and bubblegum that I just, I love that it's doing that like of course it's doing that of course it's doing it to a clock uh which right by the way when uh zorg goes to like defuse his own bomb and he likes gets rid of it because he wants to find the stones back at the ship and then immediately the the other aliens uh, have actually planted an even bigger bomb this big case opens and this giant ass bomb comes out and i love that it's at the same time that the other one stopped that even though they're not related they can't yeah, be they're yeah. not connected it's just this bomb was just always set for five seconds but they just happen to be the same thing well, that's it, because theirs was the last resort bomb anyway, so yeah, yeah what, 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 they don't need any more than five seconds. And his was just, just so happened that he got to it in time. Yeah, I love that. Though. I love that it just matches up with that. It was uh, nice. And his reaction's great, when he's just like, oh, shit. So, yeah, so I'm getting the impression you don't like the uh, that the fifth element is love. And that love conquers all, and love saves the world. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that concept. I just okay. don't. When he's like, you know, I love you, I don't buy it. Because I mean, if you think about it, they had two sequence, two sections of the film. There, they had the one bit in the in the cab, and then 
when they were going to the ship uh, and on the ship. Even most of on the ship, they're separate, right? So they've yeah, only had yeah. a couple of interactions, really, maybe like four or five. Uh, this is fair. This is fair. I'm going to I'm going to defend it to a point. What one is just it's not the only movie that's guilty of. It's not moving out. I, 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 I give them trouble in yeah. all of them, so it's only fair. Um, I'm going to defend it again. I'm, and this is maybe a bit of a cop out here, but. I'm going to defend it in the sense that again, part of this is kind of destiny and prophecy. Because even the start when the, the priest is reading it, he's like, "Oh, there's going to be a hero that helps her, yeah. or helps the fifth element and all that." Um, and I, I do think, as much as like in a real world context, I don't buy that just a bit of lust or infatuation means love right away. But it is there. Like when you go back and look at that first scene when he first sees her, he is, you know, you can see it in his eyes. He is at least attracted to her. Like, I, I oh, get. So. I get that that doesn't immediately go to love, and he tries to kiss her, and she puts the gun at his head. <laughs> like there is, there is chemistry. There's at least chemistry there. Like I admit, this would completely fall flat if they had no. Oh yeah, no, I'm, they've got yeah. chemistry. Like I said, their their chemistry is from my favorite part of the film. I just don't buy it gets to this this quickly. I think, I think it he feels it because he needs to feel it. Because sure. the world's <laughs> ending, he needs to feel it. And maybe the the death because the fact that because keep in mind he was putting this mission in you know completely separate from finding her he was given the mission by the military because he was good at what he does he had the history to back up for this job yeah so there is fate involved here that he somehow ended up being involved anyway even though even if he'd never run into her that day no no that's true so, I'm not, not disputing that so I think there's a bit of fate involved and I think yeah it's definitely rushed but it's like. That's it, yeah. That, that's, the idea of the fifth element being love doesn't bother me because the whole time I was going, but it's just a person. I don't, I don't like all the others are, you know, they're, they're you know, fire, earth, wind, they're, they're, they're concepts or things. Just being a person, I was like, that wasn't working for me for a lot of the movie. So, you know, the idea of love being the element is like, oh, okay, that works more for me. Yeah, well, it works for me because. Now, obviously, keep now, let's ignore the periodic table, right? There's a lot more than four or five elements, right? <laughs> These are four basic concepts they're talking about here, not actual elements, yeah. right? That, that's fair. Um, it works for me because I like the idea that the other four are the like the main things that make up the world, right? They're the other physical ideas that we all need to survive, yeah. and then love is the the it's an, it's an idea almost it's 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 the feeling we need to survive without that feeling we'd have nothing to strive for nothing to motivate us nothing to you know like i like that idea too it's like yeah. these are the five main things we need to survive as a species in a sort of thematic sense not in a real right. world and, sense and, and, and i actually really yeah. like that um and also i'm a sucker for the moment though like see, see when she See when he says it, and she she throws her head back, and the, the the beam of and as much as I hate like modern movies using the beam of light, not only, not only was this before this became a stupid trend, this is the heroes creating the beam of light to destroy the bad thing. So I'm okay with this, um, and also the music swells up. That great sort of love main theme plays. Uh, it's a good big moment. I'm I'm in. It, it's a nice enough moment. I'm not disputing that. I just it just fell a bit flat for me. I don't think it bothers me because. It's a bit sappy, don't get me wrong, but I feel like the again the movie's not this edgy, like hard it's sci-fi not. written thing. It's it's, it's definitely not. And I, I think the movie works because I really like the characters. I like them interacting. I care about them, and you know, I the ending works for me. It's, it's a fun thing, and uh, if anything, I think it could be used more of a coda if, if I have any complaints because it it just cuts to the scene where the president's coming to thank them. He's like, oh, let's meet our heroes. And it, it comes back to this running joke throughout the movie where uh, Corbin's mother keeps trying to call him and she's really angry at him all the time and she's like, oh, take me in the holiday and blah, 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 blah. You, you, you know what, speak to your mother and there's another you know, joke where they're like, passing around the phone as if it's, you know, as if it's disease. Like, you, know, you talk to her, I don't want to talk to her. Uh, and, you know, Corbin and Leela are having sex in the, in the pod thing. Because, uh, of course, they are. They're, 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 they're love just saved the, the planet. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah, have at it. You've earned... You've earned Earned one or two rounds, I'd say. Yeah. A bit weird that people can just look in. <laughs> they don't care. Pull across some curtains. <laughs> well, they've got a little window, I mean. <laughs> well, that's it, that's it. They've got a window, people can look in. They need to here, put something up. But to, privacy. To, to, to be fair, the uh, the scientist tried to stall. He, he was like... He, he did, he did. He was considerate. 
he was trying his best. Um, I do, I do think the uh, the love thing is actually a little bit backed up as well. But we, we set up early on that he he's been divorced. His wife left him, mm. uh, and he's talking about meeting a girl. And he's uh, at least sets up that he he has this empty void to fill. That he, he's feeling like he's missing that in his life. No, so, that's true. So yeah, I'm not saying it's super deeper. It's like you know, it's like the best right in the world. But I think everything works as a screenplay. Everything kind of links up. There's a couple of plot holes, sure, and there's maybe a couple of things that don't pay off as well as they should. But it's it's a movie where the characters are so entertaining. They're so enjoyable to be around. Um, you know, from the the main cast to some of the supporting players. Um, you know, Chris Tucker being this weird fourth character that ends up joining them uh, at the end. Like, yeah. gr- that's great stuff. Like, uh, there's a great little bit where uh, I think it's Billy's the the kid who's with the, the you know with uh, Cornelius and he he like, gives this, this little scream out and it scares Chris Tucker and he's like, "What the hell you do that for? Don't be screaming like that!" And he like hits him in the head and it's, it's just it's just fun like character beats. And then on top of that, you've got the style, you've got the cinematography, you've got the well shot action, you've got the bright colors, uh, very unique design. And on top of that, you got some really good music as well. So, no, yeah. I, I dig the fulfillment a lot. It's, uh, I, I don't think it's perfect, but I it's... think talking through it, I think I've established my problem with the first half is it's specifically like you said, the characters are great, and them interacting is really good. And in that first half, they're not interacting for for most of it. It's just separate threads, and I feel that's why it suffers because it's lacking that interaction. Yeah, I mean. I think most of the introductions work well on their own, actually. Uh, that, 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 that's something that they're fine, yeah. but I didn't. It wasn't grabbing me because there were the introductions were they were doing whatever for that character, but it was when they were in a room together and, and spitballing off each other that I was enjoying it. So when they were all apart, I just it wasn't working for me. To be fair, once it, once she gets in that cab, I don't think there's a lot of it after. Like obviously, every time it comes to the villains, that they're not there, obviously, but. I think after that, there's always at least a couple of them together. Like, you know, because Corbin takes her to the teen home in that, and then he, he, like, is in the apartment, and that's when, like, all the different people are coming in, you know, the general's yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's and... pretty much from that apartment scene is where it's there, they're all together. But that's about, that's about halfway through. Maybe close to it. It's just, uh. I don't know. It, it's not, it's, I don't feel like it, it, I don't feel like it takes a long time to get there for me when I'm watching it. Yeah, okay. Um, again, maybe maybe you'll feel better on that. Maybe I will. Yeah, and you'll appreciate maybe the, the subtle hints of like things to come. Melissa salt. There's not a lot of salt in the movie, but it's it's not supposed to be salt. It's big and bombastic, and it's it's yeah. you know this is this is type of blockbuster that I would I would like to see a bit more. Um, as as far as like comparing this to like expectations for Valerian, should I get a chance to see it anytime soon? Um, like obviously, I see the bright colours in Valerian, and I'm like, oh, and this is like Bissonne. This, this could be an, another Fifth Element style movie. And I've heard some comparisons people have made to people who've seen it so far. My worry is that I'm not really a fan of either of the main actors that are in this movie. <laughs> so- I, I have to say, I've seen the trailers, and it's kind of done nothing for me. I've been like, okay, it looks, it, it looks technically, which is kind of yeah. how I feel about you know, like the other. Like technically, I think it looks fine. Yeah, visually looks, it looks, yeah. looks interesting, um, but these, like, Dane DeHaan is not, like, neither of them are bad actors per se, but for some reason, especially Cara uh, Daravine, Dara, 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 whatever her last Dara name is, uh, for some reason I really dislike her. It's the eyebrows. <laughs> Maybe it's the eyebrows. But for some reason, sometimes you just you take a dislike into someone, and they just yeah. kind of annoy you. I, I feel like I'm not at that point with her, but I'm really indifferent on her. Because I, I don't I get s- it. I saw... Uh, obviously, I saw Suicide Squad, and I thought, like, no one came out of that movie looking good, admittedly, but, you know, like, she'd already been that. I saw that movie which was in last year or two years ago called Paper Towns. Yeah, I saw that. Um, And, again, her character was kind of unlikable in that, but, like, it yeah. was magnified tenfold by just not liking her that much. I, I don't get it. She has, like, a... A big fan base, yeah. A lot of people seem to really like her, and I don't understand why. I mean, I don't, I don't think she's that bad. I really don't. I just don't it's get weird. the appeal either. Again, I have no basis for this. It's just a feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's just sometimes it happens. Sometimes you feel that way. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, and then to hand, I, I don't dislike as much, but like at the same time, there's no pull for me. Like, I don't really 
I don't care. Like, he's fine. Man. Yeah. I don't really. I'm not excited by the prospect of him well, leading a movie. Well, that's it. Like, I think we 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 boiled down. You know, this movie. A lot of it was the, the characters and the the chemistry of the of the cast. Yeah, yeah. Comp- I mean, compared to Andy Hand to like and his prime Bruce Willis. It's, it's just it's not there, is it? It's, yeah, it's... he he doesn't like that. That's it. Like we, you said earlier, like Bruce Willis, he's a leading man. Yeah, and I I, I don't think Valerian has that. But when I look at it, it, it doesn't look to me like there is anyone there that, that goes. That's, that's said, who you anchor that film around. That said, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I hope when I see it, I hope I'll be pleasant surprised and I'll be digging it. And I, no, I can I might see, be here. And I can say nice things. Uh, but right, right, just from the the trailers and stuff, that's kind of how I'm how I'm feeling about it. Um, but no, so <laughs> I guess we'll we'll rate for film and we'll get back to that. So, yeah. curious, how would you how would you rate for film? Uh, I'm gonna go with a six, just because there's you know that that forty forty five minute section you know on on the ship that I really do like. Six. But then the the first half I found kind of boring. The ending fell a little bit flat for me. So yeah, six. Well, not surprisingly, I am going a bit higher. I, I would expect nothing less. I'm going to go as high as an 8.5. That's quite high, actually. I didn't expect it to go quite that high. It, this movie is a warm blanket. It is, a, it is some of the best comfort viewing I think there is. It is, it is delightful. Uh, and I, 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 I love a lot about it. It's, uh, it is, I think it's only gotten better with age as well. Like, I feel like when I watch it now, I'd like, there's this, I mean, there's obviously nostalgia for the film itself, but like watching it and like seeing some of the effects and stuff and seeing the practical, I'm like, oh man, I miss when this was a thing. I, I like, that, that's it. Just to go back to Valerian. Everything's CG. Yeah. Everything's CG. That's I true. Mean, I mean, the closest I can think of them, like to something like this, is you know the new Star Wars stuff. Like they're they're making a point of showing all the practical stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I, I appreciate that, and I feel like yeah, it kind of has been lost a bit in in recent times with because of because CGs because we can do that now. And even then, in Force Awakens, like I don't like that movie, but you've got that stupid monster going about the, the Millennium Falcon or not the Falcon. It's the, yeah, the yeah, big yeah, shit that he's yeah. on. Yeah, I know the one you're on about. I don't know, it looks no, kind of shitty. It, it, yeah, that's definitely the weak point. But then, you know, the stuff on, on the planets there, you know, the actual the creatures, hmm. they look great. So, yeah. They do. Yeah. They do. Um, actually, that's why they say uh, the new Blade Runner. Uh, they actually use miniatures for the buildings. Oh, really? I, yeah, I've not actually seen any of the trailers yet for that somehow. I've, uh, I I've saw somehow a, avoided them. So a great picture of them like standing next to the miniature of one of the buildings you see in the in the trailer, mm. and it's like, oh shit, they actually did that. That's I'm, cool. I'm excited. Visually, I'm excited. Have you seen the first Blade Runner? I have. And okay. I mean, we'll, we'll be doing that, I'm sure. Yeah, we're doing that before in, the second one comes out. I was just curious if that was going to be a first watch for you, if it was... It's it's not, and I, I will say I'm more excited to watch it again, just because of... After I watched it, I was like, I want to see how I feel about this, you know, on a second time. I think so, most people who were born after it came out <laughs> have that experience when they watch it the first time. It's not what you expect. But let's not get tangent because yeah, we're, yeah. we're we'll, wrapping we'll, up fulfillment. We'll get to that when we get there in a couple of months. So there you go. That's fulfillment. So let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates and all that stuff. If you want to support the channel and everything we do here, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can support us over there to get some bonuses, get these episodes of Influx a week early. Uh, but otherwise guys that is us so thank you very much for watching keep watching movies and we'll see you next time